great and, and marvelous things. And, and as always, you look around, we've got a lot of empty pews. Be praying for these people. They're going through a lot of different things. You've seen the prayer requests out. You'd be uh, holding them up in prayer also. Father, thank you. Thank you for today. Lord, we just humble ourselves before you. We exalt you. We worship you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for letting us be here. Father, we just pray a blessing in this place, Father God. We just pray a blessing in this place, Lord God. Whatever the needs be, Father, meet them. Whatever the chains be, break them. Father, whatever the attitudes be, turn them and change them. And Father, we just thank you, God, for the opportunity to be in your house once again. Let us praise your name this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Praise the Lord, Lord Jesus. we celebrating this morning. Flower, remember all those that aren't here, and especially those in need. And keep praying for those that are sick and ill and got issues going on. Let's just give God the praise. Let's do yes, some extra man. for them this morning. Thank I'm, you, Lord. I know they'd rather be here than where they're at. So uh, let's just give God the glory. It is a day of worship we have been called into. Come on, brothers. They're going to receive offering this morning. God never changes. He's always looking for people to worship Him. Amen. People aren't always looking to worship Him, but He's always looking for people to worship Him. And we do that this morning. Brothers are coming today to receive the offering, so Lord bless you as you give this morning. In His name they come. Go right ahead, brother. Aren't you glad the promises of God? Amen. 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 Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day, dear God. Heavenly Father, we know there is no equal to Heavenly Father. Lord, you are the one. God Almighty, creator of all. We thank you for it, Lord, for loving us. Heavenly Father, Lord, just ask you to bless this offering, Lord. Bless each and every one here. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So on Friday, our pastor had a birthday. <laughs> He's another year wiser. I won't share his age. He can share it if he wishes. <laughs> One year older than he was last year. <laughs> so if you could come stand down here. I just wanted to tell you how thankful we are to have an authentic, true heart as our leader in this church. And uh, we can't express anything above what God's gifts can give you, but we love you and we appreciate you. Amen. And happy birthday. Thank you. appreciated and uh, grateful to have y'all. We got a good thing going on, right? Amen. 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 Uh, 64. How about that? Somebody told me, said, you only look 46, you got it backwards. <laughs> 64 of them. So thank y'all again. God bless you. Uh, right now, we've also got another presentation. Uh, is there anybody here named Hunter? There he is. Hunter. Graduated. Hallelujah. You want to tell them what you graduated? Uh, 
What grade was it? High school? No. First grade? No. Kindergarten. There we go. All right. There you go. Very good. Give him a hand. Thank you, Lord. I believe we had several this year. We're so proud of all of them. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. Let's get a hold of the word this morning. As you remain standing. All right. Everybody ready? Shake off the sluggish. Shake off the sleep. Everybody ready? Come Woo! on. Praise the Lord. This is the word of God. This is the word of God. I will walk in it. I will walk in it. I'll abide by it. I'll abide by it. I'll adhere to it. I'll adhere to it. And I'll stand upon it. I'll stand upon it. For it is my strength. For it is my strength. It is my power. It is my power. And it is my life. It is my life. In Jesus' name. 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 Praise the Lord. And you may be seated this morning. Always, the uh, kiddos are headed to Children's Church, and tonight, what is tonight? Singing. Fifth Sunday, we're going to sing. Amen. We come to glorify the Lord always, so we come back tonight to worship Him in song, and testimony, and whatever the Lord may bring, whatever we may bring to Him. Amen. Be opening your Bibles this morning to the book of Matthew. Brother Matthew. Many of you know what Matthew was before he was converted. He was a tax collector. Hated in the day. I won't go any further than that. But uh, turned around, life for God. Uh, first book in the New Testament, responsible for his writing, his writing it. And uh, as we enter into Matthew, of course, Jesus, there's a lot of discussions Jesus had here recorded in the book of Matthew uh, over and over. And of course, if you've got a red letter edition, if you don't know this morning, and I'm simply sharing this for your sake, uh, if you have a red letter edition of the Bible, every red letter means Jesus said this. Amen. That's what it means. So some people have actually, I've run over people before, they didn't know what that meant. They just thought they changed the type color. And uh, that symbolizes this is Jesus' word. So lot, he had a lot of conversation, uh, a lot of contest, opposition. Uh, a lot of his opposition came from religious leaders of the day by name Pharisees, Sadducees, and those that pretty much constantly confronted him as to his deity, refusing who he even was, uh, always following him around and trying to trap him and, and to, to cause him to say something that uh, was contrary to uh, God's word, at least in the time of uh, God's word that they had at that time, which was not, folks, the New Testament. It didn't exist in those days, okay? Uh, there's some confusion in that as well. Jesus is the New Testament, okay? Amen. He's the entirety of the Word. So here in the book of Matthew, we find one of those accounts, and uh, it's actually in Matthew 24, a famous 
chapter of the Bible speaking of end times. Uh, what to be looking for. What it is that's coming. Uh, these things were prophesied uh, even before in the Old Testament by prophets of old. Uh, declaring uh, things that were going to be taking place and going on mm -hmm. in the latter days upon earth as mankind draws his tenure here to an end and there is going to be an end how do we know there's going to be an end because the Bible says there's going Amen. to be an end Amen. to this earth and uh, time as we know it uh, very interesting and uh, I want to begin here in verse 32 of chapter 24 and the word says everybody there that you read along with me Amen. 24 32 book of Matthew now learn a parable of the fig tree. Many of you know Jesus spoke in parables often. Amen. He's trying to convey a lesson, uh, something that one can grasp hold of, and uh, parables can be mysterious, but Jesus uh, always explaining uh, what it was he was trying to say, and this is one of those. It wasn't just a, a figment off the fig tree. It wasn't a figment of imagination. It wasn't some far distant hope that never was going to occur or something in the in the future that could only be maybe thought about. What Jesus is saying here is concrete, absolute, eternal words. No changing them. God's word does not change. Amen. Regardless of what man might construe and try to make it to be and twist it and turn it and dissected and rip it away and add to God's word never changes never and Jesus here having this conversation with these on this particular day in biblical history he says here now learn a parable of the fig tree when his branch is yet tender and puts forth leaves you know that summer is nigh in other words he's saying take a lesson here you got a fig tree uh -huh. and you've had fig trees around you all of your life at least to these that he's talking to and discussing this with you've seen fig trees probably every day of your life as long as you were even old enough to know what a fig tree was and you know how fig trees leave out and then they blossom and and then there comes a summer or a harvest said so you can pretty much see that you can identify we can identify in the springtime, we see the leaves begin to bud. Then they start bearing other things. And what Jesus is trying to say is symbolism and object lesson, if you will, in the natural. But he always has this wonderful, unique ability to make things spiritual uh -huh. Come on. using natural lessons. So this is what he's saying. And what we need to catch here is what Jesus is getting ready to give and 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 portray to these and bring them into the knowledge of is the finality of time on earth. That's what we need to be considering. Instead of a lot of the unconsidering that's going on in the world around us, like there's never going to be an end of time, there's never going to be an event of any kind in any shape, form, or fashion that's going to take away what we know this wonderful life to be in this world going on is they think it's going to continue forever. Well, I'm telling you something today, the same thing Jesus said, that's absolutely not so because there's going to be an end to this thing. Amen. Absolutely. And that end is going to be sudden and it's going to be dramatic. It's what Jesus is trying to enlighten them with. 
So as these, the Bible doesn't give any indication of how many's in the crowd, how many's in the listening, but apparently it's a pretty sizable crowd because we know that Jesus always drew crowds. Many times he grew multitudes of people and drew them to him. So his words here, he's trying literally to awaken them to knowledge. Okay? Awaken them to knowledge. The knowledge is here, he says. The physical signs that you see in a fig tree, you also have spiritual signs that you can see since the prophets of old. Amen. I'd like to add to that. There's no excuses. There's no excuses. Again, excuses aren't going to work. Excuse, well, I didn't catch that, or I wasn't paying attention, or I never did really go that route of religion. That's not going to work. There's a lot of things that Jesus in this conversation uh, is conveying that may not be necessarily in the written type that we read it today because I promise you this conversation was much more than what we see here in the Word. So this is Jesus, uh, one of his final conversations, and he is giving it, I'll say, his all here to those in his audience. There's a time coming. There's a day promised. It's etched in eternity where earth time is going to end. And I'll emphasize it again. It's going to be sudden and it's going to be dramatic. He continues... And he says in verse 33, So likewise ye, when you shall see all these things, know that it is near, even at the doors. What is it? find it interesting. Time Jesus used here at least the interpreter's hand. It is he. He is near. Now Jesus is speaking to him. Yes, he was present in human form right here. He's conversing with them. He's having a discussion with them, a very religious discussion, a very spiritual discussion. I mean, what he's saying to them is the difference between life and death. And this is what he's telling them. He said, likewise ye, likewise you, when you shall see all these things, what all things? What all things is he talking about? What he's talking about, when you see if you even see all these things that are taking place and symbolizing what he's talking about, the fig tree, you can see this and you can discern that this thing is going to have fruit and it's going to bear and it's going to ripen and that's going to be the same thing that takes place spiritually in this world. There's going to be a culmination of events. And this is what he's... See? What, what, the alarm's going off. Isn't that, isn't that awesome? The bell's ringing, the horn, the trumpet's sounding. Yes, amen. Yeah. I don't take that just as an accident. I really don't. Thank you, Lord. Maybe that might wake a few more up a little bit. Amen. That's good. Wow. When you shall see all these things, know... That it is near. Amen. Even at the doors. Uh-huh. What is near and what is even at the doors? 
the return of Christ. Uh -huh. Amen. The end of the age, the end of the world, the end of time, the end of everything. Okay? Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Now some get that confused because they think Jesus is talking about those that lived when he was living as he walked the earth. Generation here is symbolic of the age of mankind, okay? The the since the advent of Christ, he came and know that he came. There's a time when he's coming back again. The world is going to end. That that might be hard for many to comprehend. How how can the world end? What's going to happen when the world ends? What are we going to see before the world ends? Uh -huh. Jesus pretty well laid a lot of it out, the beginning of sorrows in the beginning chapter uh, uh, verses of this chapter. Amen. And as we look around us today and we, we see if we're being observant, we see the fulfillment of prophecy, we see things occurring more and more and more that are leading us in to the absolute end. Continuing, he said, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Amen. Everything in this earth is going to shake. The heavens are going to rattle like they've never rattled before. Mountains are going to disappear into the sea. Hills are going to crumble. Fire is going to consume. But I'm going to tell you what, anything, it doesn't matter. The Word of God is not going to change. Amen. The promise is going to remain true. There's going to be a finality to this world. There's going to be a day come that's never been seen before. Daniel prophesied that. It'll be a day that nobody's ever seen before. There'll be nothing like it. Things will take place. Man may have his opinion. Man may think that he can do everything to, to create some kind of a ideology or a, a situation or whatever that, that he can hold on and maintain this thing for an endurance forevermore. But I'm going to tell you what, He's a fool when he thinks that because the Bible says it's going to wind up, it's going to end, and it's going to stop. And nobody can do anything about it. And I'll reemphasize again, the Word of God remains true. It will not change. Even though there's tweaking, again, there, there's a rearrangement. There's an adulteration of the Word of God on every hand anymore. People trying to change it and twist it and make it something that it's not and put something in it that isn't and take something out of it that is. But that's not going to matter one thing because God's Word will remain true. Amen. And this is going to remain true. This is a message, folks, the world doesn't want to hear. The worldly person don't want to hear this. And if they even do hear it, they're not going to believe it. They're going to keep going. They're going to keep doing what they're doing. They're, they're going to keep living a life of, of sin and evil and wickedness and all sorts of things. And the, here Jesus continues in his words right here in verse 36. This is what he says. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. No, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. Angels are powerful creatures, aren't they? Amen. Angels have a residence in heaven. They're dispatched back and forth. Believe that? Amen. How do we know that? Angels are dispatched back and forth from earth to heaven, heaven to earth. How do we know that? Read the Bible. Amen. 
We're reading the Bible. Even angels, with all their authority and their 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 awesomeness and, and the messengers of God and, and that habitate around his thrones worshiping and singing holy 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 is the Lord God of Almighty even they do not know the day nor the hour when this is going to take place and neither do we all the more reason that we should be observing paying attention to the fig tree But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. What was the days of Noah? What were people doing in the days of Noah? What was Noah surrounded with? The 120 years he was building the ark. What was he trying to tell the people? Preaching to them constantly. Get ready. There's a flood coming. Get ready. Disaster's on the way. Get ready. This thing you know is life. It's getting ready to end. But what did they do? They kept on keeping on. Kept on doing what they wanted to do. See, verse 38 tells us, For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark. Now that sounds like just a brief description. But it contains much eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage and doing all kinds of other things. Mm -hmm. Summarizing it and bringing it into a really small box for the sakes of, of understanding. They were sensual in their security and they were secure in their sensuality. Okay? Secure meaning ain't nothing ever going to happen. Man, we can live life like a blast. We can indulge ourselves. We can do everything imaginable that feels good. We can go places that just, man, that just, just makes us so feel so awesome and do things that's just all, all under the umbrella of sin, folks. That's what it's talking about. Sensual, but they're secure in that. And because they're secure, or they think they're secure, I mean, we're all, as I said many times, we're our own worst enemies, but... Uh, when we have a security in ourself alone, we're sadly mistaken. When we think that our eternity is secure in ourself, and apparently these did that Jesus is describing, I'm my own best security, I'm my own salvation, and that may sound far-fetched, but that's the ideology of many in Noah's day. That's the ideology of more today. I'm my own security, I'm my own salvation, I'm all I need. This world is a great place and I'm going to enjoy every bit of it while I can, while I'm here. I'm going to live sensually and because I live sensually, that gives me security. And because I have my own security, then I'm going to be sensual in all my doings. I want to break that down just a little bit. You might not understand what sensual is. It's when we feel good. A desire within us that, that kind of just stirs us and, and and we have passion for, for things that are ungodly and, and take us away from God instead of leading us toward God. And I could go on and on and on. See, sensuality is feelings guiding your life instead of faith guiding your life. 
when when your security overrides faith and and your being and desiring to be sensual overrides common sense then there's a huge issue and it's a situation and a problem that is not only temporary it's eternal Jesus here is trying to lead these to an understanding that there's a day coming and when the, before that day arrives, you need to prepare for it. It's not when it comes and it's not after it comes. There's no time for adjustment. There's no time for rearranging. There's no time given. There's, there's no timeouts. There's nothing because when the ax drops, it's going to drop. And that's what he's talking about here. He says in 39, And knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Why didn't they know? said they knew not. Knowing not is not knowing. Well, why didn't they know? Who had been telling this was going to happen all along, for a long, long time? The church has been telling the world it's going to happen for a long, long time. Pastors have been telling the church it's going to happen for a long, long time. There's no excuse to not know. Amen. It was all around them. They knew some things. They knew that they were comfortable. They knew they were living in sensuality and having all kinds of fun, sinful fun. They continued in fornications and adultery. They continued in, in lewdness and thievery and mockery and everything you can imagine. That's the things here that's not written in the Scripture, but it was going on. Because it's gone on generation after generation. Jesus, I'm standing before you telling you this, that there's coming a day and a moment that's going to be quick and instant. Amen. And when it takes place, there's not going to be any time or allowance or chance or opportunity for recovery. Over with. Done. You know, these scriptures, if you really take them to heart, they should be comparison to the horn blowing while ago but they should be bells ringing in your soul constantly Jesus doesn't stop there he continues then shall two be in the field the one shall be taken and the other left to who figure the percentage you got two now you got one 50% right I think it's probably less than that and he called few chosen. Straight as the gate and narrow the way. Few there be that enter in thereby. What Jesus is talking about in comparison is giving them, again, an earthly object lesson. You got two men working in the field, and all of a sudden one of them's going to be there and the other one's not. Imagine that. Can you imagine the instance? Most people here work. You got people that work alongside of you. You're going about your business and you're sitting here and you're talking to somebody and means you look over and they're gone. I hope that's not you. That's what Jesus is saying. See, there'll be two grinding at the mill. Next verse. One to be taken, the other left. Comparatively speaking, By the way, this is emphasis. Great emphasis that the Lord's using here. Preparation. 
attempting to to stir spawn within these in this crowd that they prepare for this day so it's been going on for generations after Jesus stood before this crowd on this day speaking until the day that I'm standing here preaching it's been going on ever since nobody can say they don't know because they've been exposed the word is other than a few distant parts of the world in remote places people know they just reject it they don't want to hear it they want to keep being sensual they want to keep being worldly they want to keep living the life they want to keep doing the luxury of sensuality and all things that are afforded by it they want to remain in their false security that everything's fine everything's well I've got plenty of time anybody ever tell you that We don't know right now, do we? I could ask a question this morning. Maybe I should. If it were to happen right now, how many would be left? It's not a play around thing. It's not a wait and see. It's not a game of chance. It's a factual absolute. And the church needs to know it. And people need to wake up spiritually and understand that this earth is going to not exist one day. Every element in it, everything that you might have ever known in your time here is going to be gone. And the only thing that's going to remain is an eternity in one place or the other. And I know that's not popular preaching and you don't hear that a lot. Matter of fact, it's barred from a lot of places. We don't talk about hell. We don't talk about Satan. We talk about good things. We talk about feeling good. We talk about getting rich and being prosperous. We stroke people, and we by all means never want to make anybody think that there's anything wrong or bad going to happen to them. Wrong message. Amen. Wrong message. I've said it before. Sometimes we need to leave church hurting. Sometimes we need to leave with tears in our eyes or dripping off our cheeks. I'll read it. Two women shall be grinding at the meal. The one shall be taken, the other left. Watch, therefore, for you know what hour your Lord doth come. Watch. Watch there really means more than just kind of taking occasional gaze at the horizon. This actually means be desiring for the return. You're watching, but you're also desiring what you're going to see to come on. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord. And that might sound selfish, but we're given biblical directive to do that. Not for the sake that we want to see a bunch of sinners go to hell. But for the sake of, we should see it so immediate and so urgent that we're doing our best to get them pulled in too. Yeah. See, if we remain asleep and we, we don't accept this and we just we just didn't really want to go there, and there's many in the church today that really need to get sheared up with the Lord because they're way out of line scripturally because they too are sensual. Whatever feels good is God today, huh? 
whatever makes my flesh joy is God. No, it isn't. Again, we walk by faith, not by what we feel. That's what sensuality is. People walking by what they feel. And what makes them feel better and better and better. We don't walk by that. We walk by faith in what Jesus said here. We walk in faith by what the Word of God says. And again, it's not going to change. It's not going to alter just for someone's sake. The message is the same from generation to generation and it will be the same until this day takes place. We in this life, we live it, we go along, we experience a lot of commas, pauses in life. We got time to take it just a minute, hold on, then we'll move on. There's a lot of punctuation, I guess you'd say, what I'm trying to say. A lot of punctuation marks in this life that we live. But there's one little dot that's going to make all the difference, and it's called a period. That means it's the end. It's the end of everything. That's what Jesus is saying. That day's coming, that time's coming. Look around. Just like you're able to discern the fig tree, earlier he told the Pharisees, you can look at the sky in the morning and you can look at the sky in the evening and you can tell with the clouds if it's going to rain or not. But you're so hypocritical, you can't even see the signs of the times. Come on. Hypocritical. that mean? Pretending. <laughs> Putting on a false face. Acting a false way while you're living another way. There's a lot in the church going to get caught. They're going to get caught. They're going to get caught short. Watch. Therefore. Be constantly observant. No, you know, if somebody, if they post you as a guard, let's talk about this. They post you and they put confidence in you as a guard, an observer, and they tell you to watch. What are you going to do? Some of you military guys here, you know what it means. And if you get caught sleeping on your post, it's a tough go. That can be the end, can't it? Watch. Observe. What are you going to watch for? What you've been told to watch for. That's what you watch for. What are we watching for? What are we told to watch for? The day of the Lord. How do we watch? We watch for that in prayer. We watch for it in faith. We watch for it believing that it is indeed going to come. It is going to happen. It's not some far off distant thing that we don't have to worry about because we're living in the wonderful days. Nothing could ever happen because everything's great and wonderful. I don't know what you've been looking at. That's not my vision of it. It's growing worse and worse. Spirit of iniquity is amongst us and it waxes worse and worse. Another sign. Another sign. Signs all around us. Amen. Jesus said, watch. You're going to see these things take place. You're going to see things happen. If this was taken to heart, if it was taken to heart, church would be full. 
There'd be lines out there. Amen. They'd be parking all up and down the highway. Not just this church, every church. But you see, they're not taking it to heart, just like they were in the days of Noah. I'll drift in and I'll drift out. I'll live like I want to live. I'll show up, sing a few songs, and I'll go back into the world, and I'll live that sensual life out there. They can't be watching, folks, if that's what's going on. People living more and more in their own security because they've got possessions. Possessions are a form of security. Not that anything's wrong, again, with having things. But when possessions becomes your God and that's all you're about and your soul security lies in what you have or what you hold or what's in your account or whatever, that is a false security. The only real security we have is in Jesus Christ, the same one who stood before these on this day and spoke these words to them and said there's a day coming when your own security and the sensuality that you're living in is not going to take you to God. It's going to take you away from God. And he proclaimed it, emphasizing. And it's been emphasized at the preaching of the gospel ever since. Same message. Same results. What about those taken and those left? Let's talk about one. Let's talk about the other. If you're taken, whoo, praise God, right? Amen. What about that other one? What about the one left? Can you imagine? You think they might figure out pretty quick what might be going on? Amen. This is supernatural stuff. I'm not going to use anybody in here for example, but I'm going to talk to Joe Blow over here. I'm working beside a Joe Blow. And we're just talking along here, and whatever, I mean, we're, we're getting, and all of a sudden he's gone. Multiplied all over the earth by millions. You won't be riding in that jet airplane when the pilot leaves out? No, no, no. And you still remain a passenger? Can you imagine the chaos that's going to go along with this? Can't even imagine. But imagine or know this. That if the good men of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore, be ye also ready. Love the last song, church, ready for you. Be ye also ready. That means prepared. Prepared. When? Now. Now, I've said this a lot lately, not tomorrow, not next week, not next month, not next year, not sometime. Now, be ye also ready for in such an hour as you think not the Son of Man cometh. In such an hour as you don't think is going to happen, it's going to happen. You might not even think it's going to happen. It's going to happen. The world don't think it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Doesn't matter who thinks it's not going to happen. Amen. I promise you, it's going to happen because the Word of God says it's going to happen. 
You share another verse that's on down. The last verse in the same chapter, verse 51 says, And shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Mm -hmm. We have zoomed into such an air of almost total rejection of anything God's Word says. And when I say we, I'm talking as a globe, as a society. There is a sign that I want to insert here that we should have already seen but we really need to be watching more. When the powers that be begin to extinguish anything about God and want it removed from entire society from the classrooms where children are taught Uh and inject other things in that do nothing but create chaos and confusion along with a lot of other things, that's red flags waving everywhere, folks. There's powers. It doesn't matter who the man is or who the woman is. There's powers under the influence of Satan today. Get that. Amen. How do we know it? We look and we watch. We observe. We take note. If we had time to begin just to lay out all the things that are so present in our world today that Jesus was trying to bring their attention to that about look at the fig tree the things getting ready to be ripe and the gatherings on the way and when the gatherer arrives there's going to be a lot of people left not a joy it's a misery and a sadness but we, if there's anything, if there is anything that ought to draw us near to God, man, this is one of them. Amen. Yes. But you've got to take this for what it is in order that you want to get drawn like you've never been drawn. This is the message. We've heard the before. Be hearing the same one in 10 or 15 years. You might not. You might not. I've talked to a lot of people in my many years in ministry and Christianity and had a lot of people, you know, try to witness to them, invite them to church. Oh, I don't know. I might go one day. Yeah, you're going to go one day. Most folks. But where's your soul going to go? I've got plenty of time. That's the big lie. I've got plenty of time. I can tell you a lot of people that didn't have plenty of time. Their life went out in a snuff of an instant. They didn't have time to say anything. Brings up another question. Great day of the Lord that your time may end before that occurs. You may get that period stamped any moment. You don't know, and I don't know. But what I do know is what the Word of God says. And I know that I need to be prepared. And you need to be prepared. And we all need to be prepared. And we need to monitor 
the situation that's going on and understand this thing's getting close. Amen. It's getting a whole lot nearer than it's ever. Of course, by time it is, but by sign also. Look at the goings on in Israel. Israel has become the enemy of almost the entire globe. That's prophetic. They will stand alone. And we need to be praying this country gets some sense in defending them, folks. Amen. Instead of not. Yes. Getting pretty bold there. Hey, the truth needs to come out. Yes. We need to know what we need to be praying about. Okay? Amen. That's God's chosen people. Amen. Biblically. And we need to be supporting them. Amen. Another sign. Another sign. Bible's full of signs. What do they mean to us individually? Do I take them for what they mean? What they're saying? Lord, I just glide along above all this with that attitude everything's going to be fine and great. Everybody's going to heaven anyway. Don't you know that? How many times you... Have you heard that so much lately? Everybody's going to heaven. It's going to be off crap. But by, by man's thoughts, it wouldn't be. But I'm going to tell you, man's thoughts don't count. No. What counts is justice and judgment. Amen. We're going to be judged by just what I've been preaching out of this morning, the Word of God. Amen. There's going to, be a, that, going to be a finality. Have you made the decision for that? Have you prepared? Are you continuing to prepare? Have you made a decision? You, make, you prepare by making decisions. You prepare by listening and obeying, okay? And then you watch. And you look for that day. Have you done that? Or are you doing that? I'll tell you, people glide in and out of church pews all the time. And they're still in the condition of those that were surrounding and having a blast around Noah's Ark. They just haven't took it to heart. They haven't allowed themselves to grab a hold of this and understand and know I don't have any security. This world's full of sensuality. And I need to understand that that's going to take me nowhere. but empty without and in the end and misery. Have you done that? Are you preparing? Lord, I'm going to leave you this morning as we prepare to close. Have you considered will you consider right now? You can say, Brother John, I've, I've been a Christian a long time. I've been going to church for years and I've heard that message countless times during all the years I've been attending have you kept it have you kept it or have you just heard it have you took it to heart have you planted it here where it makes the difference have you listened to Jesus not to some man's opinion or buddy's opinion or friend's opinion that's living the life Have you 
prepared. I ask you to stand this morning. Have you made a choice? I'm going to be ready. Amen. And I'm going to be ready because I fully accept Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. Because I've asked him to forgive me of my sins and I've placed my faith and belief in he bled and died for me for my sins. He came as God's only son as a sacrifice for me that I can be prepared. Have you done that? I gotta say this, going to church does not save you folks. Sitting in pews for 40 years does not save you. Singing in the worship crew does not save you. Or doing anything else in the church in form and fashion does not save you. What saves you is making a choice for Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's your preparation. Then therefore, the watchman, ready. Ready for the moment. I don't have an instrument other than a finger and a thumb to try to symbolize, and I've done that already here. That's pretty quick. The Bible says, twinkling of an eye. That's pretty fast. Electricity travels at 186,000 miles per second. That's a twinkle. So anybody here want to tell me that you've got time to make a decision after this happens? Or even during the happening? Yeah. Not a negative no. Time is now. Are you prepared? The music plays. I want to give you an invitation this morning. The way's been prepared. The cross. That's the way. And made available. For you to have a wonderful, glorious, fantastic, everlasting future. But the decision lies with you. Anyone this morning? I want to get rid that's you, I'm going to ask you to come this morning, publicly declare you're accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Why public? Because it's required. Don't be ashamed of God if you're going to come to Him, come publicly. Anyone? Anyone?
Lord God, we come this morning to pray for this dear friend, Harvey, Lord. God, Father, you know right where he's at, Lord. You know the situation he's in, the situation of, of, of health, Lord, and dire need of your touch. And I pray, God, you just touch him spiritually. I pray, God, Father, Lord, that God, that, that somebody, I pray that they come. If not, I pray that they do come, Lord, and they they pray, Lord, and they surround his, his room there with the trust in you, Lord. That God, Father, he be touched and moved, Lord, even in his condition, Lord. And I just pray for restoration, God. I pray, Father God, for healing in his body. I pray to God for healing to his soul, Lord God. I just ask you, God, to minister to him and grant him, God, the power of who you are. And that, Lord God, the blessings, God, of the Lord God Almighty and the glory of Jesus, Father God, come to him, Lord. And we just lift him to you, God, in faith believing in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Dismiss in just a couple of minutes. I'll leave you with two words. Don't wait. Don't wait. I've talked to too many people that I saw a while ago, and then I got the news less than 24 hours. Never expecting it. Accident, whatever, never expecting it. Life's final moment is going to come. I wouldn't stand here and tell you that if it weren't so, and I saw it many times. And I've always wondered, if I didn't know, I've always wondered, were they ready? Were they ready to meet eternity? And I don't know about the 50-50 percentage, but we bet we'll see where you at. Where you at? Are you ready or are you prepared? One more call. Anybody this morning? Young people, this is you too. I know the crowd today is party it up. Live it up. Do everything that makes you feel good. It's all right. Sniff it, snort it, drink it, do it. That's the way of the game. So I'm going to tell you where that's going to take you. It's not to God. It's going to take you away from God. Make a decision. Make a decision. Be ready. Somebody before we the final prayer. Okay. All right. Heavenly Father, we just thank you this morning. Thank you for the salvation you brought us and you provided it freely. The blood ran free and we receive it free. And today, God, I proclaim you as Lord and Savior. I pray if there's a soul in this place that's not made a decision, that's not prepared themselves, that has not made themselves ready, I pray, God, that you just convict them to no end. I pray that you stir their thoughts. I pray that you provoke their spirit. I pray that they're not even comfortable in any way until they make a decision for you, Lord. And in doing so, change the destination of their eternity. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity today. Bless all of our people, I ask God, that needs your healing touch, that needs your ministering, Lord, that just needs your presence with them. I ask you, God, Bless them. Heal them. Save them. Deliver them, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Praise the Lord. You're dismissed. Have a great day. Hope you come back tonight with song. Let's come and support those that are singing. Come to praise the Lord and worship Him.